The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net, where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon, and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Lee Walzak. Lee is a psychic medium, angel communicator, and intuitive empowerment guide who has used his gifts over the past nine years to help others connect across the veil, navigate their intuitive awareness, and find peace, closure, and a sense of empowerment within. Lee, I am so excited to talk with you about your mediumship journey today. Thank you so much for for being here with me. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and grateful to be oh, here. I'm grateful for you to be here too. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm really excited to speak with you. You're you're a medium. You're doing that work. I know when I started my mediumship journey, I was always so interested and fascinated in what other people's mediumship journey looked like. So I'm really excited to hear your story and how that looked for you. Yeah, yeah. It's been an interesting <laughs> journey for sure. Um, and I think we we all have that to some degree. But yeah, um, so I can't wait to get into all it. All right. Well, you know what? I imagine that you probably had some experiences rather young. Can you talk to us about what life looked f- like for you when you were younger? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so growing up, I always felt that there was something just a little different about the way I experienced the world. Um, and, you know, I, I just in comparison, I guess, to what everyone else in how everyone else seemed to intake the world. And I really couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't really have words to describe it. And I wasn't necessarily sitting there thinking like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm so different than everyone. But it was more just a feeling rather than a conscious kind of, or I'll say full conscious mm-hmm. awareness. Um, but it was just a feeling of, you know, I, I take things in, maybe or I experience things differently than everyone else around me. And I was always a super sensitive kid, um, which now in retrospect makes perfect sense to me, but um, always a very sensitive kid who, who was just compassionate to everything around them and felt things very deeply. And now I know, um, again, in retrospect, you know, felt other people's emotions very mm-hmm. uh, deeply, but at the time I wasn't aware that that's what I was doing. And I always kind of growing up, I 
I sort of just attributed it to being very creative or I did have the word sensitive, but that word to me means something very different now. So sensitive to me growing up was I cared about things and I cared about people and Mm -hmm. animals and the world. Um, Now it's taken on a more expanded meaning, of course. But um, yeah, and when I was a teenager, I actually identified very strongly with the word psychic. It was the only word I had for my experience um, was, you know, psychic. But to me, psychic at the time was really just seeing into future events and seeing, Mm -hmm. you know, forecasting maybe what was going to happen in the future. I didn't have all these other words like intuitive or empath or medium. So I really just strongly identified with psychic. And I actually, as a teenager, started doing like psychic readings for uh, friends of mine online. I don't know if uh, you remember, um, or for anyone who's uh, going to listen to this, remembers AIM, um, the <laughs> AOL Instant yes. Messenger. <laughs> I feel like I'm dating myself somewhat with that, but um, I. <laughs> So I'd go on AIM and I'd be doing like psychic readings for friends of mine. And in retrospect, though, I I look back and I know I was communicating with spirits because, you know, I'd be talking to someone about their grandfather that they never got to say goodbye to. And here I thought I was just kind of pulling the information psychically from them. Uh, I didn't have the word medium, of course. So I took a a very big interest, though, in, um, you know, that kind of realm of things. And that sort of opened me up, I think, to what I do now. Um, So, yeah, I, I think always, you know, holding that sense sensitive energy, always feeling to some degree without knowing what it was that I was experiencing things differently around me. And then later identifying very strongly with this realm of things to, to which I put the word psychic. So are there, are there any experiences from that time that, that really stand out to you? Yes, uh, many, actually. I remember actually one time, if I could share um, about, yeah, uh, I I was younger, actually, I was probably in, I want to say like fifth grade. So whatever ages we are in in fifth grade, I want to say like Like we're 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I came home. And uh, at this point, I was I was staying, you know, by myself, my my parents, you know, um, had to work and everything. So I come home, I kind of take care of myself for the most part for just a few hours. And I was in the backyard at the time of where I lived. And I remember there was, it was wintertime. So there was like this patch of ice that we always got in the back because uh, water would build up in this one specific spot. And anyway, I'm just looking at this patch of ice and I just saw the sun start envisioning like a little movie in my head of this dog jumping up on this boy, this like golden retriever jumping up on this boy and this boy falling through the ice. And I'm like, you know, in my, my kid brain, I'm like, well, that's weird. You know, why, why am I thinking that? And I remember very specifically, it was around 3.15 because I had just gotten home from school not too long ago. This was about 15 minutes after. Uh, so later that night, um, my mom had been watching the news and I happened to overhear that a boy from a surrounding town at about 3.15 was with his dog. I believe it was a golden retriever, the same breed that I had seen uh, in my head. Had He had his dog with him and uh, the dog jumped up on him and the boy fell through the ice. Luckily, the boy was fine. The dog was fine. Everyone was all good. They got them out on time and everything. But I remember very vividly having this like full body experience, wow. hearing that of 
Oh, wow. Like there's something to, you know, because even at 10 years old, I understood that logically that's not just something that you guess and, and where the time linked up and it was just too synchronistic right. and too quote unquote coincidental uh, for my logical brain to really just bypass yeah. it. I remember just having this experience of what just happened. Um, <laughs> so that is absolutely one that stands out. I, I would have dreams of people saying very specific things, you know, like classmates around the same time. Um, uh, people, you know, classmates that I didn't necessarily talk to on the daily, you know, not like within my friend circle and just saying very specific phrases and things like that. And then the next day I would go to school and for whatever reason we'd be speaking and this person would say exactly the same thing that, you know, I, I saw or heard in my wow. dream. Um, so there was a, a lot of experiences like that where I look back now and I truly believe it was spirit opening me up at a very young age, just enough so that I could kind of peek into this world and that it would open me up enough so that later on in life, I could kind of go back in and explore what was there. So yeah, those were a few. That's pretty incredible. They're very much have like a, like a premonition basis to them. What about, I don't know, seeing people who've passed or anything like that, any experiences with that? Yeah, um, I think later in my journey. um, Interestingly, I have never seen a full bodied apparition, but I do joke that it's it's a joke, but it's not that I do tell them not to do that because I think that would be a lot. Just to kind of, you know, yeah. uh, just someone sitting on the end of your bed, like grandma sitting on the end of your bed. Or something. I don't, I don't necessarily You're want like I that. believe enough. Um, we don't need to go there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think I am a little less visual outwardly with it as well. Um, I do see a lot now, again, so, you know, at this present moment in my journey, but little like orbs of light and things like that, especially when I do readings, I see a lot of movement around me, um, sometimes silhouettes and things. Growing up, though, I never really experienced that. I did audibly hear um, voices sometimes, which um, was actually, you know, uh, being a kid around nine, 10 years old, so talking towards the same age, was actually very frightening, not knowing what that was or where that was coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, for a little while, actually, um, you know, my, my parents and I understandably thought that maybe there was something else mentally going on because I was hearing, you know, voices calling my name and saying different little snippets of things to me, not necessarily having conversations, Mm -hmm. but, you know, saying different things. Now I understand that was just clear audience kind of coming Mm -hmm. through and and being present. As far as seeing things, though, no, not so much. And, And I am grateful for that, because I think as a child or even growing up as an adolescent, I think that would have been way too much for me to really take in. It, it just, uh, yeah, I think with everything else going on and all the challenges, right, of right. growing up and being an adolescent, and it would have been a lot, um, which, you know, some people do from a very young age and, and that's part of their journey. And, uh, you know, that could be really significant for them. But in my experience, no, but more the hearing of things and, and more the intuitive senses of, you know, feeling things very strongly from the people around me or the dreams or uh, the precognitive kind of moments. Um, those those were pretty present. Was there, what, were there certain times that you would hear the voices? Or was it at random? Yeah. Um, sometimes it 
was at random. Um, other times it was, I, I will say when I was a bit more stressed out, which is kind of what led me and, uh, you know, some of the professionals that I then started working with at the time to think that maybe it was more stress induced, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the overwhelm kind of coming up. What I feel about it now is that it was spirit coming through trying to maybe comfort me in some way when I was stressed out, but I can absolutely see from a therapist standpoint or a professional standpoint that there there would look like there's a strong correlation between when you're stressed out and when you're hearing these things, it's a manifestation of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think, like I said, now looking back in retrospect, for me, I think it was spirit just trying to tell me that that they were there. But sometimes it would happen randomly as well. So it wasn't always just in the stressful moments. Um, I remember the first time that had ever happened to me. I was actually in my like bed at the time and I was watching um, TV and all of a sudden I just heard a distinct female voice and male voice both call my name. Mm. Um, both two separate voices. And there wasn't an aggression to it or anything like that. It was just more almost assertive when you're, you know, trying to get someone's attention, like, Hey, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so I I do remember, and I wasn't at the time, again, I wasn't stressed out. I wasn't overwhelmed. I was actually very relaxed. I was watching a show that I liked. I was in bed kind of just hanging Mm -hmm. out. And, um, and then, yeah, so the two kind of came in. So it would be at different times. So it, it definitely wasn't always in those moments where I was feeling, you know, anxious or overwhelmed by any means. There were other times I could just be going about minding my own business sure. and I would hear something. When did it change from like more psychic, even it sounded like some pre- premonition type of episodes to mediumship and connecting with those who've who've passed? Yeah, that was when I was... I always forget exactly the age, but it was 20 or 21. So one mm-hmm. of those, I, I mm-hmm. want to say it was like early 21. Mm-hmm. So I had been out with uh, a few friends of mine actually the night before. Um, and I think honestly, we're at like a bar or something like that. And, you know, when, when people have had a few drinks and things come <laughs> out that people, you know, kind of are more comfortable talking right. about. And uh, one of my friends started talking about uh, how she felt like she felt spirits and things mm-hmm. like that. And when she was talking about there was this sort of um I, I felt kind of ignited in some way and I didn't I couldn't really explain why and um so uh we had that conversation and then the next day I remember it was like a weekend and I had been tired from kind of going out the night before I didn't really have anything going on that that day so I'm like I'm just gonna go take like a 30 minute nap and for anyone who knows me they know some uh, they know I'm a huge fan of naps I love, them. I love naps too um, so I can appreciate that <laughs> Yeah, so I was trying to take a nap. And then all of a sudden, I just, I don't know how to explain it. But I just knew with every cell of my being, that my other friend who had also been out the night before, but um, not the one that was talking about how she felt spirits, but a different one, her uncle was really trying to come through to me. And again, I, I don't have any words to really articulate any sort of logic to how I knew it it was just a feeling in my body of, Oh my God, her uncle wants to talk to her. And of course, at the time I'm like, you know, am I making this up? Like what is, and I kept trying to shrug it off and just take a nap. And I was like, I just want to take a nap, (laughs) you know, let's just, let's just rest and, you know, then go, go with the rest of the day. And it was just this unrelenting nagging feeling of you need to message her right now and you need to tell her this. And again, of course, my logical brain is coming in and being like, 
really? <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm going to message her out of the blue, never having had a conversation like this mm-hmm. ever. And just, you know, I'm thinking like, what am I going to say? Like, I think your deceased uncle is trying to connect with me. <laughs> um, you know, right. so, and, and I laugh about it now, but every cell of my being just knew. So I did. That's exactly what I did. I messaged her. <laughs> I uh, I sent her a text message and I'm like, I know this is going to sound really crazy. It's going to sound really weird. Um, but, you know, and I explained what was going on. Uh, and a few things I was saying, because I was seeing pictures and images in my head, and a few things I was saying kind of connected. And then I heard very distinctly, call her, call her now. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did. I picked it. I'm like, can I call you? And she's like, yeah, you know, okay. I did. I picked up the phone and uh, I, I called her. And what had ended up happening was her uncle brought through her grandmother. Now, I did know at the time that her grandmother had passed, but I had never met her. I didn't know about her. Any, all I knew was that her grandmother was no longer here physically, that is. So I started saying things that were really resonating with her. And again, I was seeing pictures and images in my, my mind and feeling things in my body. And I was able to tell her, you know, things that I just wouldn't have known, you know, like who was in the hospital room when she passed, who was standing outside in the hall, um, how she passed. And the thing that really got me was that I was relaying to her. So we were over the phone. So again, I couldn't see her, but I was relaying to her things that she was doing in the moment in memory of her grandmother. So there was this one point where I was like, I feel like she's kind of like cupping your chin or something. And she's like cupping it and kind of rubbing. I'm like, did she used to do that to you? And my friend, when I said that, just started bawling. And she's like, I'm doing that right now, just in this moment, thinking of her, because she always used to do that. And like, I knew that, you know, her sweater was still in her closet, and my friend was touching it at the time, and just things that I could not have known otherwise. And that's what really, I think, did it for me, just in that first experience where, where my logical brain didn't have a way to explain what just happened, other than I was communicating with someone who was no longer physically here. So that's when I really put it together. And it it just made so much sense. I was like, wow, this this makes sense. (laughs) Um, So that was my real first connection to I'm a medium. Wow. And that's, I mean, you can't get better evidence than that. (laughs) Right, right. It was. That's pretty incredible. It was very validating, which I think Spirit did on purpose as well, because had it not happened that way, I do mm-hmm. have a very analytical side to my mind as well, which a lot of us do. So I, I do wonder often if I would have questioned it and been like, you know, maybe maybe I could have guessed some of those. Things. But where Spirit gave me this evidence that was not something you can just guess. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. You know, I couldn't actually explain it logically. So um, I'm grateful that it happened in just the right way for me to connect that idea. Yeah, you know, for me too, um, I've no- I noticed that a lot of my first experiences with things have been probably some of the most profound. And I think similar to what's happened with you, it's, it's meant to so there's no doubt. <laughs> there's no doubt that what it is that we're doing um, is is true or right or or whatever the the case may be. But that's really incredible. So how does spirit give you to communicate 
through you? Do they still use the clairvoyance just like they did at that reading? Is it has it changed since then? What does it look like now? Yeah, good question. Um, so yes, it, it still comes through with the clairvoyance. I think the clairsentience for me and claircognizance has amplified um, after doing this for a while. And for those who might not be familiar, clairsentience is clear feelings. So you know, feeling things in our own body and um, in our own mind. And then claircognizance is clear knowing. So just this can be a tricky one because for me at least you just know something but you don't know how you know or why you know it's just a knowing <laughs> yep. um, so I think spirit kind of works with all of those though you know I'll get a picture through clairvoyance in my head and then I'll get a, a claircognizant sense where I'll know why I'm seeing that picture um, uh, so very similar yes to the first reading um i think obviously some things have amplified and now i have a bit more of a language with spirit like i have certain symbols that i tell them to show me for different meanings of things i see words a lot in my head as well um, like pictures of words so for instance if someone is carrying around a lot of guilt around the passing i'll immediately see the word guilt in my head um, and i just have come to know oh, okay, this means that this person is holding on to a guilt around this passing for whatever reason, and then I'd ask for more information. So very similar to how it first started, though. Yes, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I love when it's clear like that, and and they use our language like you had mentioned. We come up with a way to communicate with different signs and, and things that, that symbolize different things for us. So I think that's a great way to, to put it. What did it look like for you, when you kind of went from that first mediumship reading or even those like those AIM readings where you're doing <laughs> these psychic readings to finally putting yourself out there more, what was that journey like? Oh, that was a long process. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, in my experience, it, it was and it was perfect for what it was. It was what I needed. And, and I know that now. But um, so... From the, the time that I had that experience with uh, the friend of mine where we were on the phone and all of that, um, I started doing it for then friends of mine who I felt like would be more open to it, um, mm -hmm. you know, and and just as as an intuitive being, you know, I kind of just had that sense of like, oh, I think this friend might be a little more open to it. Quickly, though, that started to... Um, to evolve into, oh, well, can you read my friend who <laughs> I didn't know? Or can you read my mom or, you know, people that I might not have met? So for years, actually, I was doing readings, I'll be honest, kind of under, under the radar is what I would say, because there were still people in my life that I worried a lot about what they would think. And, you know, am I going to come off crazy to them? You know, because I'll be the first to say that what I do, you know, especially if you haven't been in that realm of things or haven't been exposed to some of these ideas or this realm of stuff, it can seem a little unique, you know? <laughs> That's you, putting it kindly. <laughs> you know, you, you talk to departed loved ones, right? You know? Um, yeah. So 
there were people in my life though that I was holding on to, and I recognize this for what it is now, you know, on my end, that I was holding on to a lot of fear around what certain people might think. And um, so for years I was doing unpaid readings that were just under the radar. And I laugh about it now because, you know, I tell people after a reading, you know, can you keep this kind of quiet though? You know, can, <laughs> can we just like not talk too much about it? And they'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. And then I'd have a message like the next day from so oh my friend told me about you um, <laughs> so I'm like well alright um, so for years though that was my journey with it and then finally right before um, 2020 and the, the pandemic actually broke up is when spirit really came through with this information of you need to step into your authenticity and in your your own empowered space around this because what you're doing is you're just hiding parts of yourself from other people and if those people really do have an issue with what you do that's okay they don't have to align with you in and that's our, you know, that's with them. It's not with you. So mm-hmm. it was this message of stop hiding who you are. And I had also gone through a period right before then um, with a, a, a challenge of chronic illness. So this was mm-hmm. really in the thick of my healing where um, spirit was coming through with these, you know, you really have to love yourself in all ways. And you really have to show yourself that grace and that compassion And part of that is really stepping into the authenticity of who you are and not hiding behind the curtain anymore with it. So from there, I, I, through a, a process, I did end up just going public with it and having conversations with certain people in my life and just saying, listen, uh, this might sound strange, but this is what I do. And I've been doing it for years. Um, so, so yeah, and, and I'm grateful that it was actually pretty well received. Um, you know, there, there are still people in my life, I'll say that we don't really have conversations about so much about what I do, but they are fully mm-hmm. aware of what I do. And, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. You know, it, the dynamic works for what it is. And, and I'm grateful to have the other aspects and facets of their friendship. But um it was really pretty well received. No one turned the other way and ran. Uh, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, so that was part, you know, and just that, that was part of my journey with going from that first reading to, to where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I, I, well, one of the, for me, one of the, uh, the scariest parts that I tell people who are curious about this kind of work is one of the hardest parts, one is, sort of starting to practice with people who aren't those safe, (laughs) safe circle of friends who are, you know, into this and maybe open. And then two, sort of putting it out there a bit more what what it is that you do, and maybe even using that label of psychic medium calling yourself that but it's so important that that message that you gave yourself, I think a lot of us can relate to that and should listen to that the importance of being our authentic self. Very important. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I also say too, because, you know, it's important for us to be that voice for spirit. Because if, if we don't do it, I mean, there are other mediums out there, but if mediums in general don't do it, then who will? So, so bravo to you for, for really, (laughs) for finding that power, because that is very hard to do, very hard to do. We're such social creatures, right? Like if we we don't want to do anything that's going to isolate us, 
purposefully, you know, so it takes right. a lot of a lot of courage. So like I said, bravo. That's, <laughs> oh, well, that's really you. great. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So what what is it that you're doing these days, Lee? Yeah, so I do still do the psychic mediumship readings, um, which I think I'll just always have a, a love for. Um, so I, I do do those. Now I've moved into things, um, you know, I do more group readings now. Um, and I'm actually looking into doing even more of them um, at this point in where I am. Um, I do like workshops and, and things of that nature as well. Like I've done um, classes for people about now, uh, you know, developing your intuition, or uh, I did one on um, stepping into mediumship for those who were interested in maybe uh, developing their mediumship skills, if that's something that they felt that um, they wanted to step into, and that resonated with them. Um, I've done others on um, navigating your empathic nature. I do find that I attract a lot of empaths with what I do, um, and a lot of highly sensitive people. And teaching them, and this is something that has kind of come about for me more in the last year or so, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I love it, though, is um, working with people who are empathic or highly sensitive and teaching them how to navigate that somewhat and not to um, and how not to absorb everyone else's emotions or the collective emotions of the world or whatever it might be. And really just learning to navigate the world peacefully as as a really highly sensitive empathic being because i know for me and and you might relate on this um that can be challenging at times when we don't have the tools especially mm-hmm. so um that that has been a really big joy of mine uh, more recently. And I, I think spirit is kind of um, setting up the foundation for me to set or step, excuse me, more into that as well. Um, and it, so, yeah, a bit more of the teaching aspect nowadays. But again, I still do the the mediumship readings and, and everything of that nature. But definitely, I feel myself stepping more into um, yeah, like a, a teaching element to things, which I love. Yeah, I I think that's great and so important because there are a lot of people out there who maybe feel similarly or maybe have had similar experiences, but they aren't sure where to go when it comes to either honing in on it or even finding community. Do you find that a lot of people just are looking for community? I do. Um, I find that a lot of people are absolutely looking for community, especially, I think, in the times that... um, we're living through now, you know, starting with Mm -hmm. 2020, where um, everything just kind of stopped and everyone was isolated. And slowly, we've collectively kind of been coming out of that, thankfully, now a little bit. But I think, too, coming out of that, people are are feeling a bit like, from what I've observed, at least, like they're on maybe a bit unsteady ground. And so they are looking to link in and connect with something that, you know, is community driven. Um, So, Absolutely, community. And then, again, I do get a lot of people who um, have these these certain awarenesses and sometimes are conscious of that they have these awarenesses and sensitivities or are an empath. Sometimes they're not so conscious of that. But Mm -hmm. know that there's something within them that they're trying to figure out. And I find that a lot of times I can, you know, just help them put the words to that, you know, it's kind of giving them the vocabulary and then helping them kind of navigate it in whatever way. But um, 
I find that these people are, are really like myself, you know, kind of looking, what do I do with this? You know, how do I kind of go through the world and feel everything that I do? And um, I think collectively, the, the perspective on a lot of things has shifted for a lot of different people since 2020 and, and everything that happened. Sure. And um, people are really looking inside themselves more and they're realizing these things even more about themselves where before maybe it was a little easier to kind of push it down and sort of, you know, ignore it and shrug it off mm-hmm. a little bit. Now I think everything's kind of coming a bit more into full frame for people and they're really looking for for a bit more, um, a bit more as far as um, their, I'll just say internal awarenesses and, and where to go from there and how to grow with that. And um, yeah, so so I do find, I find people uh, are really looking for community and then also everything uh, else that, that I just went over as well. Yeah. And thank, thankfully, we live in this, thankfully and not thankfully, we live in this age of social media where you know, we can connect with people from all over the world. We don't have to find that community in our neighborhood where it might be a lot more limited. So it's in in a way it's, we're lucky to have these times where we can, I mean, the world's definitely gotten a lot smaller. And I do find that people, like you mentioned, are maybe exploring a bit more. They've had more time to have some like introspective reflection during these, uh, periods of intermittent lockdown. And um, in doing so, they, they're they sort of forced to face it, just like you had mentioned. And uh, yeah, I think that that's so great that you offer services for people who are ready to explore. They can't ignore that intuitive inkling any longer to do so. Um, do you work with, with, with a spirit guide? Do you work with angels? What, what is your idea there? I do. Yeah. Um, I, I do bring in, especially if it's, um, a session where me and, and the person that I'm sitting with are exploring a bit more of that empathic nature, highly sensitive, or even if it's more of a, a life, uh, guidance driven reading of some sort. Um, I will bring in people's spirit guides and angels. I do that anyway, obviously in a mediumship reading, they might not always be the first to step up to, to the center because, you know, someone might be looking to talk to their mom who had just passed or something like that. But I call them in, Mm -hmm. in every reading anyway, I work with them a bit more directly, I think in readings that, um, or like I just mentioned, where it's more of an intuitive guidance session or something of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll call in, you know, there's uh, the person that I'm I'm sitting with and having a session with, their spirit guides and their angels, and and I do speak to them. Um, I speak to my own all the time as well. You know, they're they're always a part of my process. Um, and then typically they'll relay information for me in those cases of. Um, you know, invitations and suggestions or uh, things like that, that I can say to this person, um, you know, for their highest good and, and everyone's Mm -hmm. highest good as well. Um, Yeah. So that actually started happening more as well. Interestingly enough, um, around 2020 is when that started really (laughs) coming in. Um, It had come in seldom before where, you know, there were a few experiences I had where I was like, well, that was definitely what I would call a spirit guide um, or, <laughs> you know, something, something like that. Um, but it, it was just kind of far and few between. And then I think really around like the, the middle of the whole us experiencing lockdowns and all of that, um, I had people's spirit guides kind of coming in all the time. And I was like, this is great. Like, it's like happening every reading. And even if I, 
addressed it or not again because maybe someone's mom was you know taking the the center stage or whatever it is even if i addressed it i felt them and i was like well this is interesting that they're coming in constantly now or maybe i'm just more you know aware of them but that awareness at very least had had expanded so much in that time so um, so that's more been within the past two years that I've really started to work much more closely with people, spirit guides and angels and, and things of that nature. Yeah, I've noticed that, too. And I don't know if it's just more people are now aware that they have guides or that they can connect with them and mediumship is more than just connecting with past loved ones. But I've noticed the same thing since the t- same time frame. That's really, really, really interesting. Yeah, really interesting. That uh, is. How did you how did you meet your spirit guide or get acquainted <laughs> with your spirit guide? Oh, can I tell you a, a story? <laughs> I get so excited. Yes, let's um, hear it. A story about how, and this can be a little exercise too for anyone listening if they're curious. Um, so I, I asked my, because I, I knew, you know, just doing what I did that that we all have them. And that had come through as a message before as well, you know, even before 2020, oh. it had come through as a message that we all have one. Again, I wasn't really working so closely with them. And for a long period of time, I was like, I don't know who they are. I just know that they're there and you know <laughs> that's about it uh so um so at one point though i got curious and uh, a mentor of mine actually had given this exercise and um it's interesting because i had always gotten the vibe from spirit that our spirit guides will give us a name if we ask for it because they know that we on a human physical level identify with names mm-hmm. but that they don't really identify each other that way and it's interesting and was really validating for me because I was listening to again this mentor of mine and she said something extremely similar where she's uh, relayed you know um, if you want a name you can ask but they don't really identify each other that way they, they more uh, identify each other by energy signature but again being human and being physical yeah Yeah. Uh, but being human and being physical I'm like well I want a name you know I want want something that I can call you by Um, so I sat with it and um and I did this for my angel as well because they are a little different for me angels and spirit guides um Mm -hmm. two kind of different energies um but I'll uh tell the one about my my spirit guides so uh I just invited in a name and I, I sat with it and I was like, I'd really like you to just pick the name that closest aligns that, or you feel closest aligns with your energy, just so I have something to refer you, you know, to you as. What a great way to ask. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's really great. Now, did you beforehand have, to, did you meditate before or did you just, no, like no. how we're talking now, just say, you know what, I want to know. What your name is. Yeah, really, like we're talking now. I mean, I, I took a okay. few breaths and I, I put my hand on my heart and I just kind of said it, you know, I said it out loud, mm-hmm. I believe. And I was, you know, just give me, if possible, if you can, a, a name that closest aligns with with whatever you feel your energy represents. And um, so I didn't hear anything at first. Some people, I, I did for my angel, but not for my spirit guide. Uh, so some people might hear something at first and I encourage people to write that down if they do. Um, but I didn't really see or sense a name. Um, and I just asked then for validation. I was like, well, you know, can you please give me validation and put it in my space somehow in the next coming days? Um you know, just so that I know that I have the right name and this is what you'd like to be called. Um, so 
to, to keep it a bit shorter through a, a series of events, the name Meredith kept popping up for me over and over in different ways. And I was really drawn to this name of, of Meredith. And I'm like, Meredith, how interesting. And I was actually writing uh, a few days after I had asked, I was writing a post for my Facebook and it was about spirit guides and how we all at least in my experience, have one um, supreme kind of spirit guide or one master spirit guide. And then we that stays with us throughout our whole entire lives and, and then is with us when we depart. And then the others I find are, are more interchangeable. They can be with us for years. And then as we grow, new ones kind of come in. But there's always one I find that stays with us throughout our whole experience. So I was writing a post about that on Facebook. And I don't know why I just, well, I do know why, but I got this, <laughs> I got this inspiration to look up a synonym for, for the word supreme, because I'm like, I don't want to use the word supreme and master just doesn't seem right. You know, so I'm right, like, what, right. what synonyms can I look up for this? And um, so I looked up some synonyms and the word chief just really jumped out at me. And I'm like, I like that word chief because it can mean something, you know, like in this mm-hmm. context, like a master, or, you know, supreme. And I also just thought of like a chief, which I thought was kind of cool, you know, like a, a yeah. grand chief of something. And yeah. um, so, uh, so I wrote that post and then, um, you know, the, the name Meredith kind of kept coming to me as well. And at one point, uh, during one of the, the times that this name had kept popping up in my space, I heard, look up what the name Meredith means. And I was like, okay. Um, I just got chills. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I'll do that. Um, and I looked it up and the name Meredith means great chief. No, it does not. It does. <laughs> wow. Uh, so it was like this perfect aligning of. Oh it, my gosh. Right. And that oh, post wow. again was about this. It was about, you know, the one spirit oh. guide that stays with it. So I'm like, oh, wow. Oh. Okay. Um, oh, I love it. So they will give us validation like this. You know, my, my angel did the same thing through a series of events as well. And um, they know the right way to kind of get through to us. And and they knew, you know, that <laughs> these events would transpire where I was, I was writing the post and all these different things. And uh, they knew that it, you know, would align. So, um, so there I had it. The name was Meredith. And that is, uh, that is how I refer oh, oh, to it. I love it. To, I love yeah. it. So yeah. I know I know everyone's experience can be different, but for you, what was the the time lapse between asking and then sort of it clicking that Meredith was the name? Um, I believe it was about a week, um, which sometimes it you know it can happen like you said everyone's experience is different so it can happen kind of instantly it can happen within a few days um this was about a week and i think actually the same amount of time when i asked my my main angel's name as well uh, about mm-hmm. a week for everything to kind of unfold in the way that it did did you ask your angel the same way i did yeah and actually with that one i got a name right away uh and mm. i saw the name joyce in my head and i felt that um i'll just say she you know because it's a bit sure. more of a feminine energy but she really liked the name joyce because the word joy was in there oh, and i was I like love it. 
oh, okay. And then validations actually start coming up uh, that were just undeniable around the name Joy. So, um, so again, sometimes, you know, you will get that hit right away where you get like a name and uh, then they'll validate it. Other times, you know, like with my spirit guide, I didn't feel the name right away. It just kind of came into my space throughout the following week. Um, yeah. I love, I love that. I love that's the way you asked. I, I, my experience was a little bit different, which I, which I think is great too. I was, um, I asked my spirit guide to meet me in my dreams oh. and it was two weeks later, <laughs> I had to wait oh, two okay. weeks when he visited me in my dreams. And when I saw him, I asked him what his name was and he told me it was Jason. So that's how I was able to get, um, his name. Yeah. But oh, isn't I that, that. I just love the variety. I mean, this is just two examples, but the variety yeah. of what people can can do. I think that that's really great because I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of people, they want to know the, their spirit guide and they do want that name because it is helpful for them to call on somebody. Mm-hmm. So for them to be able to know that they can do it themselves, you know, that they don't need people like us to help them with that part of it. I think that could be really empowering and create a nice uh, relationship for the for that person and their guides. Absolutely, yeah, hundred yeah, so percent. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to um, sort of wrap it up and ask um, if there was maybe some sort of um, message that a timeless message that you could give to the collective, whether it's from your angel, your guide, or just wh- whoever, <laughs> whoever um, yeah. has one. If you have something for whoever is intended to listen to this at the time that they do something that may resonate with them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because I, I was thinking along the, when you were asking along the lines of something else, and there's typically a message that I feel like my guides and my angels will say around, you know, self-love and they're very big around the self-love and the self-compassion. Yeah. So <laughs> I was kind of expecting that where I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that. Um, I'm just going to trust though, that this is the other message that's really needed. And again, I do stand by self-love and, and showing up for yourself in all ways, you know, absolutely. That's so important. Um, especially if you are empathic or hypersensitive, but the message that, um, well for everyone, right. But, um, mm-hmm. but the message that I actually got was, um, as you were talking was for everyone to know, and maybe this is because we've been talking about mediumship as well, but you really don't need a, a medium to <laughs> to really validate that that you're. I, well, we can help validate, but you don't need a medium to connect. Excuse me, to connect with your own departed loved ones. You are the closest heart connection to your departed loved ones. You are the best medium for that. So. It can be nice that we sit down with somebody else and they kind of validate our experience. And especially if we are kind of questioning some things. And But as, you know, what I do is I'm just really that messenger and that kind of validator of information for people. Um, you can do that, though, on your own. And your heart connection to those people that have departed in your life is the strongest that there is because you have that connection with them here physically. And that connection is completely everlasting. Um, so you can empower yourself to do that. You can talk to your loved ones and know that they hear you and ask them for validation and they will put it in your space. Um, I tell people who are skeptical to try it out, you know, <laughs> like try, <laughs> try it. And then your only responsibility after you ask is to be present, be present to the signs and the synchronicities that show up. Um, and that's it. So 
that's really the message that I got is, is to talk. Oh, about I love it. That. Yeah. Yes. That's, I feel like that's so important. Um, because readings that I've, that I've done to sort of validate what you just said is spirit wants to be acknowledged and they want everyone to know that they're still there. Um, so I think that that's wonderful, but it does take a lot of trust, right? When we get those signs and those validations, those synchronicities to trust that that's what it is and not, not just brush it aside. Like, Oh, I must've made that up. That's <laughs> yeah. the hard part, huh? <laughs> It can be challenging for sure. I think it gets easier as you continue to do it and be present to it and um, and be in that space. But yeah, it can, it can be challenging, but I agree. Yeah, just don't try to remember not just to shrug it off because it is them trying to communicate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Lee, gosh, this was such a pleasure, such a, a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I just love this. So yeah, I'm so grateful to have had this conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you. And that was another episode of a guided life podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.